Welcome to the Technician Academy podcast. This episode is powered by Premium Guard Filters. Visit pgfilters.com to view the first-to-market coverage. If this is your first time tuning in, we want to extend a very warm welcome to you, as well as to our frequent listeners and subscribers. Every other week, our host, Richard Young, ASE Master Technician and Technician Academy's Director of Aftermarket Content and Programs, takes you behind the scenes with successful shop owners, future industry leaders, and other prevalent industry thought leaders who share their industry knowledge and explain how the technicians of today and tomorrow are being impacted. This episode features insight from the founder and CEO of SI Auto Pro, George Antico. George discusses the auto repair shop management tools that his company provides and how his software helps shops provide accurate information to its customers, how it increases their car counts, and its impact on customer loyalty. We hope that you enjoy this episode of Technician Academy's podcast series. Be sure to subscribe to our channels and rate us on iTunes. And we're always open to suggestions and comments, so feel free to shoot us an email or leave comments on our social posts and website. Thanks again for tuning in. Here's your host, Richard Young. Welcome to today's Technician Academy podcast. We're fortunate enough to have George Antico with us. He is the founder and CEO of SI Auto Pro. Welcome, George. Well, thank you for having me. Well, the pleasure's mine. I, I got acquainted with you through, uh, through some mutual acquaintances and looked at some of the stuff you do. It's pretty enlightening. So give our listeners, uh, for those who don't know George, yourself, give us a brief history of your time in the industry and, and where you're at. Sure. 1999, I'm trying to remember, 1998 is when I bought a shop. Um, I really had no business in the automotive aftermarket, but I am a car enthusiast. I had an opportunity to buy a 10-bay shop here in Santa Monica, California. And uh, I um, found that uh, this was an existing business. We had 10,000 customers, and it was... uh, a triple A approved gold shield smog station. So it was fully equipped and uh, we were servicing between four to 500 cars a month. And the process, um, especially the service riding process, is what uh, shocked me because I wasn't doing the service riding. I had a service rider uh, that was very, very good, but he really didn't use the management system uh, when vehicles were being dropped off. Now, not being from an automotive service background, to me, that was odd because we had a million records, a million line items of services performed on these 10,000 vehicles that we had in our database. And so... Immediately, I said to my service writer, well, why aren't we going through looking at previous invoices to determine what the vehicle needs are rather than giving the vehicle to the technician where he has a blank inspection? We were a AAA shop, so we were doing 29-point inspections, but they were all blank. You know, the, the starting point was here's the key, the car is right there in slot four, you know, and uh, then the technician would go through his process and... Um, and I, I had one technician that 
cracked me up, you know, because the guy was so lazy. He would start at the top of the form and draw a line through the boxes <laughs> instead of picking up the pen and doing check marks, just saying, no, 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 no. It was a line right down, you know, and it was just not very scientific in my opinion. And because I have a computer software background and data science really is my thing, uh, I looked at my database as a treasure trove of sales opportunity. Every part, lubricant and fluid, that was previously installed on any of these 10,000 vehicles uh, was uh, aging based on vehicle usage. And so therefore, as vehicles came back, we should have a list of things that we had done previously that were needed again. And so that was the beginning of service intelligence. Uh, and we did, over a period of four years, um, about 20,000 uh, work orders later, we developed a data dictionary that would sift through our uh, database and identify uh, recurring service needs. Uh, and also, it would tell us when not to sell services because the vehicle based on mileage or time, uh, did not need that service yet. Okay. So that's in a nutshell so, yeah, how I mean, this all came together. So you really, you, you said you were an automotive enthusiast, but you really weren't working in the industry prior to buying this shop. Correct. Yeah, I didn't know what I was getting into, frankly. I, I discovered quickly that the automotive service is... Um, a very difficult business, very competitive, especially in on the west side uh, in Santa Monica. I mean, there was just a ridiculous amount of competition. Uh, we within three mile radius, there were over 500 shops. So this is the concentration that we have here. And of course, um, you end up uh, putting out marketing, and and this is also something that tied in where we were being trained by R.L. O'Connor. So um, I had my management staff, and, and I was uh, part of this where I understood, uh, and uh, th these courses were fundamental and uh, so, so important. And this is why, you know, I support what you guys are doing. Without training, it's, uh, it's no fun. On the other hand, when you are properly trained, and so all of our uh, numbers came into alignment as a result of our L. O'Connor's training and profitability training in making sure that our parts pricing was done properly with a matrix so that way you have three, four hundred percent markup on low ticket items and then you have maybe dealership uh, parts down at 30 percent, you know, if, if you're lucky, right, right. Uh, gross profit, right? And so the combination uh, was to get to 60% or so uh, gross profit on parts, 70% uh, gross profit on labor, and then hopefully you end up at a, at a 50 to 60% gross profit so that you can pay for all your fixed costs and everything else, and at the end of the day, have 20% net profit, supposedly. You know, and that, that was instrumental. Yeah, and so being an ex-shop owner myself, I, I can understand. And, and I was in the automotive industry prior to buying the shop, but you stepping into this, and with your background, you decided there was a better way. Yep. And, and what you did with that is, uh, you know, give us a little bit of history on what SI Auto Pro is. Sure. SI uh, is short for service intelligence. And so the idea was that um, 
computers are able to augment service writing capabilities uh, by uh, giving the service writer and most importantly providing the vehicle owner with a disclosure document, if you will, where we would take all the service records we had in our history, we would add any work that the customer performed elsewhere. So if we would say, oh, it looks like we've never sold you a windshield wiper, you know, and they say, no, I bought it at Pep Boys or whatever. We'd say, oh, no problem. So we click add a record, put down windshield wipers at Pep Boys, click enter, and now the report would say, don't sell the windshield wiper until 11 months from now because it's only one month old. This type of information um, is nothing new uh, in the sense that uh, shops that really pride themselves in managing maintenance, you can do this manually, right? Which is you take uh, the filing system. Most shops do it chronologically because it's easy, right? We've got Thursday. We stick all the Thursday invoices at the end of the day. We close it. We put it in a, in a file cabinet, and we open up a new folder for tomorrow, right? And this is how we organize them chronologically. If someone comes back, they tell us when they were at the shop. We can look on the computer to see what we did. And if we need to get to the printed copy, we'd go and look for it in the chronological file. But there is a different way to do this, which uh, is instead of filing it chronologically, what you do is you create a folder for each vehicle. Well, really for each customer and then Within the customer folders, you would have vehicles. Within each vehicle, you would have every invoice um, put in that folder. But then what you do is you, on the cover of the folder, you would have a, a list of services. You write down today's date, today's odometer. We just took care of the coolant flush at 36,000 miles or three years, and now you have a date and an odometer when that service is due again. And you do the same thing for the brake fluid, for the you know, transmission flush, and uh, every other service. There's about 30 to 32 recurring services when you get into front differential, rear differential shocks, you know, front brake, rear brake, brake fluid, and so forth. Um, you end up between parts, lubricant, and fluid, there are about 30 to 32 recurring services that need to be tracked. So this manual system, works beautifully because then Mrs. Wilson comes in, the tech, you know, the service rider gets the odometer from the vehicle, and now we go down the list and we compare that with our manual entries when certain things need to be done, right? Right, yes. But that's, but that's rare. Most shops don't do that. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. That is, is rare. And, and you know, I, I think in discussion and, and seeing some of the information you provide, you know, this is – Service intelligence really is a piece that uh, highlights the importance of, of maintenance, maintaining the vehicle. Well, maintenance is, uh, from the financial perspective of a shop owner uh, or manager, it's, it's our bread and butter. Repair is a sure way to go broke, especially with the fact that repair incidence is down 70% from the 80s just because the vehicles are made so much better. The service intervals are getting stretched further apart, but the, different, the distinction between repairs and maintenance is that repairs are usually um, uh, take longer. There is uh, also uh, sometimes drivability and, uh, and uh, diagnostic work that needs to be done, which 
often customers don't want to pay for. And so it's a, it's a more complicated, and then you have a higher risk of comebacks. Maintenance, on the other hand, is easy peasy, right? I mean, you come in, <laughs> yeah, yes. you take care of the air filter, you take care of the cabin filter, you know, you do the oil change tires, and 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 uh, this is the uh, the difference between repair and maintenance is that repair you usually are lucky if you get forty percent uh, gross profit. With uh, maintenance, on the other hand, you can consistently be getting sixty to seventy percent gross profit. So there's without offending your customer. Yeah, and, and and exactly that's what I was getting ready to say is without offending your customer. I mean, one of the things I see that's exciting about your product is is how it creates that personality. Uh, helps. Let me rephrase that. Helps the shop and the shop owner and the service advisor create a personal relationship with the vehicle owner. Yes, absolutely. Um, I'll spend a minute describing the the digital way to do it instead of the manual way, and uh, also shed a little bit of light on current technology, right? And this is shop owners are uh, looking at three really important components in uh, in, uh, computer systems for the shop. The first one, of course, is the shop management system. And these are, of course, take everything from Estimating with your make model catalogs that are uh, uh, service specific, and so this helps you not only identify the correct parts online, but it also gives you the labor estimates for particular vehicles, and you can add what features, if it's four wheel drive, or if it's turbocharged, or what kind of engine it has, or air conditioning, and it tells you, okay, you're going to have to add another 15 minutes to. Uh, exchange that alternator because you've got you know the the AC pump in the way, that sort of thing. So that's fantastic. It also helps the workflow at the shop, and of course uh, now even this has uh, become more sophisticated with companies that are tracking uh, workflow through the company uh, with tablets, so that the service rider can assign a vehicle to a tech. The tech assigns it back to the service rider with the inspection results. Then those results end up in the hands of the vehicle owner and say, okay, do A, B, but skip C and D. It goes back to the service rider. Service rider says, order the parts. Now the parts are here. Now it gets assigned to the tech. And all of this workflow is managed by these shop management systems. Very important. You also have inspection tablets that are are now in vogue. And those help the technician because instead of fumbling around with paper, they can be... um, speaking into the tablet by recording what they're seeing, taking a picture, even a video, and then communicating that to the service rider in a way that can also be forwarded to the vehicle owner. Now, those tablets, and this is really important, those inspection tablets always start out blank. No recommendation whatsoever. And so what you do is you start from top and go to the bottom, and you record everything you see. So what's missing is why isn't the tablet looking at the history of this vehicle, maybe that the tech is working on, because the vehicle has been in 14 times. And so what the tablet does is, okay, well, you can go and look at the history, and now you go and you look at the coolant. Oh, I did it, uh, you know, October 3rd. 2015 and the odometer was 1,000, you know, 178,422. Is it due today or not? Well, now I got to do the math. Let's look at today's odometer. Let's look at when the work was done. 
do the math, is it more or less than 36,000 miles and how much time has elapsed? So this is where, uh, even though the word digital tablet is really good, what it's missing is a, a bit of brains, right? Because it's, it's, uh, it's just a, a different uh, manual process. So what also is important uh, to highlight is uh, CRM, or Customer Retention Marketing Software. This is a very important uh, aspect of uh, software for a shop where it sends a thank you after you close an invoice and it collects a review that gets posted online. Uh, you also, um, the CRM keeps track of declined work, which is, or recommended work when the vehicle was at the shop and maybe Mrs. Wilson has a ripped axle boot, but she said, no, I can't do it today. So then the manage or the CRM sends a reminder to Mrs. Wilson, hey, your axle boot, don't forget you need to do that. And so that's really important. If the customer uh, doesn't come in for a while, then a service reminder gets sent out and maybe they say, hey, you have a major service based on your mileage. And then if the customer reacts to any of those things and they click on on the email, now they land on set an appointment page and so the customer can pick uh, an appointment time and now that gets emailed to the shop and the email uh, now the shop can say yep you know Thursday is good at 2 or, or at 8 a.m. and so all of that is really important so let, let me let me get you stopped here for I mean it's clear that you you, you love your product and, and I what I've seen of it I do too but so your service intelligence is is helping that technician is going to be able to look at that tablet and, and the tablet's loaded with the information, the data that's been, you know, you, you talked about earlier, all the data that is these repair shops have available to them, but it's just sitting in paper folders somewhere. That service technician has access to that data. And it's also showing that technician what that vehicle is in need of as far as maintenance. Well, I'd like to highlight the word data that you're using, okay, because there's a distinction that I'm going, actually, I was building to that point, which is everything I have just said about the software technology that's available to shops, even though it has advanced a little bit over the last five years, it's been around for five to 10 years or so, especially shop management systems started about 20, 25 years ago. But my point is this, that the management system does not track recurring maintenance. It has the data because it's it's like a electronic file cabinet. The inspection tablets don't have anything other than access to the data that is in the management system. But there's no interpretation of the data, meaning don't tell me you did a cool and flush October 3rd in 2015. You know, I want to know, is it due today or not? And there's no reason why computers can't do that for us, right? When the car comes in, and I like to draw this picture. Imagine you're wa walking around with these Google glasses, right, where it's augmented reality. And so you're looking at the car, you look at the tires, and Google glasses tells you the tires are 813 miles away from needing a rotation. We don't need to do it today. The customer drives nine miles a day. You know that, too. And then it starts telling you, you look at the engine compartment and everything is green except for, meaning you don't need it, except for, you know, your transmission flush. You're 1,814 miles over based on your nine miles per day. And this is where 
we're talking about service intelligence. What, what do we mean by intelligence? What's so intelligence about the service uh, information? And it is that what we're doing is going a step further, which is now, it's called machine intelligence, machine learning. We have developed a data dictionary that is able to look through an existing database of history and the service writer doesn't have to do anything, no codes required, no, no data input at all. But rather what it is, it's an overlay that is installed as an add-on to your management system where it takes raw data and it gives the service writer actionable conclusions. Like I was talking about with the Google Glasses, you need a, uh, a transmission flush, but you do not need a tire rotation. And he knows that because the computer went through the trouble of identifying all the service records for that vehicle and aging them based on that vehicle's daily mileage. So not necessarily, I mean, that with service intelligence, it's able to take the information that is in the CRM. No, in the shop management. In system. the shop management system is able to take that information and compile information that the technician can use when to know if the vehicle is due for a transmission service or a rear brake service. Uh, it's able to look at that and then the history of the vehicle, the, the customer can know, what I'm looking at here is the customer can be made aware of what their, what their need today and why and then what, what is coming in the future that they'll need to plan for? Yeah, sure. And so my example of saying what is existing today, and I may mention the shop management system, and I mentioned CRM, and I also mentioned tablets. None of those have any intelligence in them in the sense of what I am talking about. All of those tools are very important and they all have a function, but what they don't do is they don't do service writing thought process. Let's be very specific now. So what I'm talking about is when the vehicle comes in, the service writer in conjunction with the technician, they come up with what's needed today. And then we walk up to the customer and we say, hello, Mrs. Wilson, you know, and my technician, Harry Knuckle Joe that you can't see, that you don't know, <laughs> right? I'm going to exaggerate this point, that he is recommending the following. And the customer is thinking, well, isn't, isn't there any uh, thing to protect me from, you know, maybe overselling? And so what happens is this doubt that vehicle owners have, that technicians not technicians, let's not pin it on them, right? Because it's really the business is doesn't have a way of electronically aging the history for the customer. So I'm going to uh, play uh, the this role, right? Where I am now coming to your shop, Richard, right? And I've been to your shop 14 times. And this time you say to me, hey, George, check this out. You know, we started using siautopro.com and it is a data mining program that is tracking maintenance for you to develop a custom maintenance program, which is the most economical way to maintain your vehicle. Now, this is nothing new. This is the way FedEx and you know uh, UPS, any fleet, this is how they manage it. Now, typically what you have is the shop does the work and the fleet manager 
gets the invoices from the shop, and they enter that information into a, a fleet service management program that tracks maintenance. And this is the job of the fleet owner, not the shop owner. So the question is, what happens to the family-owned vehicles? They don't get managed, right? Vehicle right. owners don't know what to do with it. And what happens with deep ownership, which is the, the new reality, uh, because of the quality of the vehicles, these vehicles are are good for a quarter million miles. Now you've got 15, 20 years of service history on vehicles, and it's just uh, beyond what a service rider can do. So now, with uh, data mining and, uh, and uh, machine learning, we have provided the system with a data dictionary that they can identify, the machine can accurately, ultra-accurately identify the difference between a coolant flush and a coolant top-off. Or, you know, uh, a belt, uh, an accessories belt that was changed, and a shoulder belt for the seat, right, so that the computer doesn't get confused. And so this technology now allows you to greet me and say, George, here's your report. This is everything we've done for you. And look at the blue area. You've got nine items in the blue. You don't need to do anything with those. And we're projecting, look at your coolant flush. You don't need it until 2021. All of a sudden, I'm looking at this. I'm an educated person. You know, I mean, our customers are techie, right? I mean, they have pocket computers with their phones, their laptops at work and in the house. So it, we don't need to tell them about the fact that a phone can be uh, smart enough to tell you where it's driving down the freeway and it says, hey, get off on the next exit because there's an accident, you know, five miles down, and this new route is going to be 15 minutes shorter, right? So uh, vehicle owners are getting used to the fact that computers are getting smarter. Similarly, mechanic shop management systems now have the ability to add fleet service management in addition to doing the work itself. Now we are merging two roles. One is as a, as a service provider, and the second one is as the fleet service manager. Now picture a shop now that has 10,000 families that they are catering, that shop can now track the difference between the husband driving 58 miles a day and the wife driving six miles a day. And when the customer comes to the counter, the service rider prints both reports because the family has two vehicles. And the husband, you know, or the, the man says, yeah, you know, that's about right. You know, I drive, you know, whatever, 26 miles each way. Yeah, that's about right. But how did you know that? And say, well, you know, the computer's looking at the last three invoices that we did. We've got odometers and timestamps, and so it just does the math. But more importantly, what it's doing is it's tracking everything we ever sold you, and it stops us from selling you something prematurely. And what that does is is the the basis of loyalty, which is full disclosure, authoritative. They're, we're not touching the numbers. This is just math. It's counting days and miles. And it's stopping us from selling you something you don't need. So in the eyes of the vehicle owner, this is uh, the new standard. That's it. They say, yeah, okay, sure. I, I understand that you have a system, and now that's good. 
So I don't buy any of the things in the, in, I see those nine things in the blue. Well, what are these four things in the red? So those are the ones we need to do today. Why? Because that air filter is, <laughs> the cabin air filter is seven years old or right. whatever. Right. You know, because now it's counting miles and days, right? So immediately it will give us an authoritative report where the vehicle owner, and, and this is uh, magical, the moment we introduce a neutral party like a computer, that is aging parts, lubricant, and fluid, the service rider is no longer in the arm-twisting business. The service riding process is now in the management business. And so now I tell the customer, you know, uh, some of my customers, I only see them behind a tow truck. You know, they they're just... Uh, drive the vehicles into the ground, but we have, you know, the other have, you know, I don't know if it's 50%, but the main part of our of our customers have given us a mandate, and they've told us to help us lower cost of vehicle ownership, and this is what we've implemented. You will never buy a part, lubricant, or fluid prematurely. We're going to squeeze that last mile out of that coolant flush before we recommend it again. And just as importantly, we will not, never drop the ball because the system won't let us. And notice here, there's four or five things that we've never touched. And this is where you can add records and you say, well, look, you know, we, we've never done your front brakes. And it looks like you've been coming to us for 38,000 miles. And maybe the customer says, no, I went to Brake Masters and I had it done last summer. So I can go into service intelligence and I say, okay, add a record which my management system doesn't have. And so I can put front brake job done this date and it calculates the odometer. So it's three clicks and it adds uh, a historical record that's not part of the work that I have done. And the, the exciting part for me is looking at it from a shop owner standpoint is I see service intelligence and like I mentioned earlier, the information that you can provide to the customer has to be reassuring to them. First off, you know, there's a lot of customers that are can be apprehensive about going to a repair shop. And it may be even the repair shop that they went to for the last five years. And, and they're, they're really not sure about what they're being told by the service writer or service manager. And with this, uh, you know, like you said, the, the computer is bringing up this information and providing this information that the customer can clearly see. So that relationship between the, the customer and the repair shop as a whole, not just the service manager, has to improve with this. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's one of these things that honesty pays. Doing the right thing is always, you know, the the way the the best way. And what what I want to emphasize is that when we do more for the vehicle owner and we do it in a way that it's obviously accurate, because math is math, and they can go home and do the math and they'll see that that's correct. I mean, no one questions the accuracy of computers, but what it does is it takes uh, a service provider that is trying to distinguish themselves from the competition, and we're trying to do it with coupons, postcards, emails, texts. You know, not, that's not it. Well, and, and nobody's the... going to earn my business with an email, no matter how big the postcard is. What I want to see is what are you doing for me to protect my wallet 
so that and my and how do you protect my my wife you know and my daughter you know because i bring you their cars how do you reassure me that they're safe and this is when we say well look this thing doesn't miss anything this is why i need you to bring your folder with all invoices for any work you've done anywhere other than our shop and this of course is really important with a new customer right uh-huh. they say hey i want to come in i got something to uh, I got a squeaky wheel, you know, uh, in the rear left. And uh, so the service writer says, well, tomorrow when you come in, bring your folder with every invoice you have for everything you've done on your vehicle. And even though this is the first time we see you, we want to add all of the information you have so that we don't sell you something you don't need. That customer is already intrigued. Now, this is the first time the customer comes in and then the the service writer says, hey, look at this. You know, this is Mrs. Wilson. She's right behind you. You know, I'm going to, may I show your report? She said, yeah, go ahead. So I said, look at this. You know, we have, she's been here 14 times, and this is what your records are going to look like in a couple of visits. That first visit, I blew that customer away because they had never been to a mechanic that was this careful with maintenance and uh, the cost of vehicle ownership. And so this is how you create an experience at the front counter that's memorable. Right. And that's the key. One thing you mentioned there, and I want to bring back up, is is you talked about coupons. And that, to me, coupons have always been a, I mean, they're a loss. Uh, You really don't see much return from a coupon because... You know, the coupon may be for, let's say, a transmission service. Well, not every customer needs that transmission service, you know, and, and that's what SI can, you know, service intelligence can can bring out. So does SI have a part of it where it can look at specific items that a customer needs and then email them or notify them in some way? Well, yes, and, and uh, perhaps... Um Maybe this is uh, material for another session, but we're we're focusing on the core technology, which is the the intelligence uh, that is um, available at the point of asking the customer to make a decision. Right? If you're right. asking me to spend eleven hundred bucks, give me the best information you got, and my own service records and my driving pattern is it. Right. So you're right. With regards to coupons, instead of saying, hey, we got a shock absorber sale or something like that, and the customers don't know whether they need it or not, or here is, you know, 10 bucks off your next oil change. So what? You know, I got five others that just came in the mail on the same day. So the way to grow your business is to outperform the competition in the eyes of the vehicle owner. That's really what counts. And so at the point where the vehicle is being dropped off, if we provide the vehicle owner with a top-notch, professional, full-disclosure document that is addressing the decision-making that they need to do in in the next 15, 20 minutes, uh, this is a, a, a real great start, right? And what it does is it when you show someone what they don't need to buy, well, the stuff that you're saying should be purchased all of a sudden rings truer. And so that that is why it's so important to provide the vehicle owner with both, right? This is what you need, this is what you don't need, and this is what we've never done. Now, with service intelligence, you know, you, you talk about it being able to look at how many miles on average the customer drives and then look at 
how far in the future they need, let's say, a transmission service or a coolant flush. Once that's done, whenever that customer, let's say the customer's in, I'm in your shop today, George, and I need an oil change. So you give me an oil change. And then when I get ready to check out and, and pay for what you've done, is that report given to me then at that point that says in another six weeks, you'll need to do this? Well, it's it's a little different than that because the information that I would provide you, especially if you're a repeat customer, I would give it to you. Um, actually, if you're on the phone, I would email it to you and I'd say, hey, Richard, here, uh, check your inbox. You know, I just sent you your service records. So before you come in, let's say you're making an appointment for tomorrow, I've sent you your report with everything you shouldn't buy, what you should buy, and what has never been done. And that's 30-some items that are on this single-page report. So you get the information before the vehicle drop-off, or if you didn't call me and you come in, I print it out in color from a laser printer, and I hand it to you for all the vehicles in your family. And so I may look and say, hey, your daughter needs a brake job. How's Wednesday next week? Right? So you can manage the vehicles that are in the family. And the point that I would um, make here is that my purpose is as a service writer is two things one of them is to address first and foremost the reason for your call right so we take care of that first but what i also want to do is not so much sell services to you this is key but rather sell the process that we have that protects you from buying services that you may not need inadvertently. And this is where I would say to you, you know, some of our customers have old habits and they go chase coupons. They go, you know, to Jiffy Lube and then they go to Goodyear and they go to Midas and then they come to us when, when, when the lights, red light goes on, you know. But what happens there is you fragment your service information among multiple service providers Nobody has the full picture, and inadvertently, you may be buying things you don't need. So when you find a service provider that is managing the records the way we are, you have the added protection that you will never buy something that you don't need, and this is why we go through the extra step of asking you to bring in any work that got done at our competitors, it's perfectly fine. You know, we understand that that's the way the world works, but we would suggest that you use us exclusively for all your preventive maintenance. Again, you know, what happens that relationship. Is, yeah, and then you'll give me the repairs also, you know, but that is the point, and I'll repeat this part. I don't want to sell you parts, lubricants, and fluids, Richard. I want to sell you my shop and my process. So that when you compare me to somebody else, you're not thinking, how much did I pay for the coolant? No, that's not the point. I want you to go to the other shop and say, how many miles is it since, uh, you know, well, when do I need my coolant next? And how about my tires? Oh, you don't know? Well, Richard Richard does. How, many, how much does my wife drive per day? You don't know that either? Okay, you guys don't cut it. And then we're making progress in our market. Then you have a shot at uh, at growing your business because you are not doing it through discounts and because uh, you know who cares about ten dollars off when the average repair order is six hundred and ninety five dollars. Yeah, and, and one of the things that I see this and uh, some amazing possibilities of, of developing that customer base where you can almost schedule it. You know, if you go to a doctor, 
I kind of relate it this way. If you, if I, I go this, to Richard. the doctor, you're right on the money. Yeah. You know, when I go to the doctor and, and I just, I just turned 50 years old. So, you know, specific things need to be done according to the doctor. That's what you're doing now with these customers vehicles. And you're able to schedule that and plan that giving that customer a sense of, of comfort uh you might say or respect for the repair shop you know this repair shop actually cares about me cares about my family and you know and especially the the moment you said provide to the customer the information on every vehicle in the family because i know personally i've had customers where the daughter brings in the vehicle and, and i'll mention you know you need to get this done or you need to get that done and it'll never get sent up and, and that information given to her father. Right. You know, and, and obviously I don't, as a service rider, uh, I can't look up every vehicle that comes in's family of vehicles because I'm concentrating on that particular vehicle at that time. But with SI, that information's there at my fingertips to provide to the customer. And, you know, say in that situation where the daughter comes in, she came in a week ago and, and I told her that, you know, we really need to look at your front brakes. You know, it's something we need to look at that's a safety issue. And she says, well, I'll tell my dad about it. Well, if he doesn't find out and she doesn't tell him, then when it comes in in another 5,000 mile, you know, it's way over and the brakes are making a grinding noise and, and the dad is going to be upset because why didn't you tell me about this? So you're eliminating a lot of that by providing so much information and that history, that valuable information that these repair shops already have in their shop management to be able to provide to the customer. Let me uh, quote somebody that sent me an email. Uh, this is Ray Carr, spelled C-A-R-R. So it's kind of easy to identify. Uh-huh. His shop name is Carr Smith, C-A-R-R Smith, right? Mm-hmm. He's been with us uh, four or five years and... Uh, he sent me an email, and he said, uh, and uh, this is going to be on our website. We have his permission to uh, to use this as a testimonial. He doubled his sales on the first month, service sales. There was, he says, well, there were a couple of conditions that happened that made that possible, but that's the truth. He, he doubled his service sales. He has... Um, increase so much in service sales that he is pre-booking appointments and he interviews new customers. He has grown a a backlog of recurring service needs because of the way the system communicates. The service intelligence has two pieces. Actually, there are three. One is the point-of-sale intelligence that we've been spending all this time talking about. We also have a CRM, right, that automates everything that I described earlier. Plus, we have content management website, which is the one that captures all the reviews and the appointments and everything else, right? So between the three of them, we have the the 360-degree life cycle between service visits with customers. But what Raycar is saying is that he now interviews his customers and he shows them the SI reports and he says, is this something of interest to you? Because this is what we do. We we, we actually um, only take new customers by referral and, you know, we would like you to come on board, but we will recommend services based on usage. And really, this is uh, this is. Uh, the customer base that uh, that we have, and we'd like to know if you want to join us. You know, so uh, he he was basically telling me that 
the business the marketing business is is not the way you grow the shop what we do is we when we really do right and if i do right by you richard you're going to tell your mother and you're going to tell your sister you know you're going to tell your buddy and say hey <laughs> go see george you know he's 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 great and uh that is where the growth comes from and this is what's happened to ray carr in his particular market i have another guy uh rusty akimoto's he's been with us since 2000 right so this is a long long term yes. customer yeah. he doesn't have a website okay seven days and I think he's hitting two million, you know, uh, something like that. I mean, he's pre-booked two weeks in advance, eighteen appointments every day, and he leaves four or five appointments open. He has, uh, I think, seven or eight days. Uh, yeah, and uh, he leaves, and he he has a sign over his desk that says "by referral only, no new customers." You know, and uh, he says his customers are afraid to say no to to the recommendations. It's a similar dynamic, you know, where you say, maintain your vehicle, we're happy to provide you services. If you don't maintain your vehicle, you can go to anybody else around us. That's what they do, <laughs> you know, but that's right. not what we do. But he goes a step further. He orders, uh, well, because he's, his customers have been so accustomed to this, and when you see our service reminders, they're identical to the point of sale report, which is the details that they see. And because maintenance is pretty static other than tire rotations and oil changes. Services are one, two, three, four-year intervals, right? So these reports don't change on you, which is really has a calming effect on the customer where they have the things in the blue that are not needed today. We tell them when they're going to need it. So we say, okay, you're going to need a tire rotation. You know, in three months, you're going to need an oil change in six, you know, and you're going to need this and so forth. And the customer can plan it. So what Rusty does is before the next day, he tells the part supplier, which is on board with this and loves it, all the parts that are in the red on the service intelligence report get ordered. So when the car gets dropped off, the technician is handed the keys and the part stack <laughs> that, the, that the vehicle owner approved because then Rusty goes through the process. Can we take care of uh, – and he says, you got – Three three fifty to spend on maintenance. He doesn't sell an air filter. He doesn't sell a coolant flush. Customer could, could, could care less. I said, take care of me. So yeah, uh, three fifty. Yeah, go ahead, like that. And so then what happens is he just chopped off a whole bunch of inefficiency out of his business because the moment the vehicle is dropped off, the keys and the parts are handed to the technician. And maybe the 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 you know the owner said no 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 hold off on the cabin filter and the windshield wipers we'll do that the next time no problem he takes those two items off the stack returns them to the part supplier and but the the cycle and the pickup and everything is just fantastic and and this is uh, Rusty's Akimoto is the owner's name the shop is Rusty's Automotive here in Orange County in Los Angeles I, I commend you highly. George, and first off, you, you've seen some inefficiencies within the shop. And it sounds, I mean, in, in everything I've looked at and everything you've told me, you know, you, you have eliminated so many inefficiencies within a shop. Something as simple as having the parts ready and, and they were delivered the day before. Uh, being able to predict that. Being able to schedule those and, and having the customer, and basically, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're, you're re-educating the customer on what true car maintenance and what a repair shop should be. Uh Richard, I see why you are you are 
the interviewer, you distilled it to one sentence. That's perfect. The whole point is to embrace the vehicle owner in such a way that they get the warm, fuzzy feeling and they say, wow, this is wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. You know, and and the affection that occurs naturally in, in our profession, you know, and the relationship, all of that, of course, is part of it. It's not like, you know, <laughs> technology will run a shop. This is that 2% which is technology, and it's not expensive because it costs more or less about the same as CRMs, right? Well, some people may say CRM is expensive, and I'll tell them, heck no, the money you leave on the table is what's expensive. The money, the revenue that we're not uh, collecting during the day, which is the same hours, the same establishment, we might as well optimize what we do. So, but you just said it, that the point is sell the process and how I am different and embrace the customer with due care and start managing, stop selling. Yeah, and and I can attest to that. I mean, I've had customers over the year, and, and any shop owner or any technician can can say this. But we've had, you know, I've had customers over the years that they would bring me their vehicle and they would tell me the, what they were experiencing. And this was before you you've enlightened me about the importance of maintenance. And and I knew that, and like you stated early on, repairs side of this industry uh, is up and down i mean it, it there's no even flow Cyclical. to it yes yeah. you know it's it's winter time it's summertime and things go with that but you know and i would have customers because i took care of them and because i cared about them they would bring me a vehicle and they would say here it is and i may or may not have need to call them whenever i determined exactly what repairs it needed because they trusted me they trusted what i they brought that vehicle to me not because i was the cheapest but because they trusted me and trusted my abilities so and that's what i see service intelligence being able to help and you may have and i'm not saying that a repair shop is bad don't misunderstand that but i want our listeners to, to fully understand this that we need to create that personal interaction and you mentioned it earlier you know your 10 bay shop had 500 different shops competing against it you had to you seen some inefficiencies and you figured out a way to separate yourself from those others and i want our any shop owner out there to understand this you may be running the best shop out there but this information that si can provide your shop and your customer will eliminate a huge amount of inefficiencies that you have decided to either absorb or put up with. And, you know, it's, it can't do nothing but change the bottom line at the end of the year. Well, we uh, doubled our RO average from the date that I purchased the business. And um, we competed here in Los Angeles for the Getty Museum, you know, Getty Oil. They've got mm -hmm. a billion and a half facility. They own uh, 137 acres in in Bel Air, right, which is super expensive real estate, among the most expensive in, in the U.S. And they have a, a $100,000 a year maintenance budget for their fleets, for their executive cars, the gardeners, the security vehicles. And I went to compete against the five, the top five shops, right? We were invited. I opened my laptop and I showed them service intelligence and I showed it to to the the manager which was deciding this and he had his fleet service manager 
as part of the decision making. And I said, you know, well, we help you guys. I know you you manage your own stuff, but we do it ourselves, and we protect your liability. You will never skip anything. Our system won't allow it. <laughs> Guess who got the contract? Right. And we were $10 higher than the next guy. And it wasn't about the cost of the service. What they are afraid of is getting sued, right? Because they got more money than God, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, they don't care about that. What they wanted to see was that there is a process in place to protect their liability. And this is true with whether it's uh, ambulances, police cars, and I mean, a lot of shops work with local municipalities and so when they add service intelligence, those accounts uh, are perfectly taken care of. Nothing gets missed. Yeah, wow. I mean, I, I hadn't even, I was thinking on the, on the family level, but, you know, um, if you work with a municipality such or a, a ambulance service or uh, even a fire service, uh, police service, being able to have service intelligence and not miss any maintenance items can be very beneficial if that vehicle ends up, and hopefully not, hopefully it never, ends up in some type of incident where someone gets hurt, you're able to provide that information of, hey, you know, this vehicle's been maintained and, and be able to provide that history, that data to prove that. Yeah, you know, there's, uh, might as well highlight uh, something about maintenance and uh, what happens with the year make model approach to major services right which is the thick of uh, most marketing is done like that hey you know you need a major service come on in the fact is is that major services are a fantasy in in this deep ownership uh, scenario meaning that the major service depends on the fact that the previous major service was done as scheduled <laughs> otherwise the, the subsequent one is irrelevant Right. If you didn't take care of the other one, you know, you, anyway. So and then another thing happens. You take care of a battery five visits ago. You took care of the cool and flush seven visits ago. You know, the front brake four visits ago. Now, every one of those has a different interval and was performed at different times. It's a mess. And the year make model doesn't apply to your car because you didn't do it in order. So this is why we broke it all down. We don't use the the bundled hey you need a major service that doesn't exist in used vehicles the way that the aftermarket is uh, is uh, addressing things as they come up so it's much more accurate to track when the part was replaced independently of any other part lubricant or fluid and I just wanted to clarify that yeah I mean that's that's very important uh, you know and being able to I mean and the customer I mean service intelligence takes the information that the customer is providing and, and when I say that if the customer comes to the shop twice then service intelligence is already building up that database of information and extremely powerful extremely powerful and, and there's not a, a serviceman you know if you if you're a shop that has a thousand customers even there's no way that that service manager can keep on track of how each car within that service that thousand customer base is is driven and maintained and and service intelligence to me if i was a shop owner still i would be looking at it as like an employee that i didn't have to pay insurance on i uh, you know being able to to track that information oh, that's true it's a real cheap employee minimum wage <laughs> well <laughs> but yeah i mean well you know this is what's happening right with uh with uh 
emergence of artificial intelligence. I mean, this is happening in radiology, right? I mean, uh, the, they're super accurate now in identifying tumors. It's uh, it's happening, of course, in astronomy. I mean, we got we looking at stars. Let the computers look at the stars and tell you when there is a wobble. You know, as opposed to going blind looking through the the, the telescope. So in every industry, we are going to see machines empowering and making uh, us better at what we do. It's not about replacing the service rider, but it's about a service rider that's on top of everything, and he is authoritative, accurate, honest, relevant, and timely. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. That's extremely important in today's industry of, of separating as a repair shop separating yourself from the competition is being able to have that and be able to say that george i i'm excited about what si auto pro does and service intelligence and, and everything that it does and, and we i mean we've been talking 40 minutes and we have just barely touched the iceberg that that you offer that your your products bring well, to this industry I'd, I'd like to say you you did a good job at um addressing the core the rest of it is fed from from that source or from that well right meaning that once you have correct conclusions and the systems gives it to you sub second you click on mrs wilson's car you click print you're done right you can go sip your coffee and let her read it uh so uh here's our process if i may just for sure, your listeners absolutely. benefit we have a non um binding first four weeks because we have a yearly contract because we do a custom data dictionary for every shop however we don't tie you up for a year we only tie you up for four weeks meaning you pay for the first month if in the first month we don't blow you away and you don't think we're fantastic and okay well then uh it, we're we're not a good match meaning that we don't add anything to your data and if we are computing your data correctly and it's not for you well, we want out because, you know, we're never going to succeed. So it's it's not a, a, a huge risk. It's not a huge investment. The the May I mention pricing? Uh, yes, you may. So the point of sale is $299 unlimited uh, use, and it's unlimited emails, unlimited printing, unlimited support, and unlimited training. So the starting point uh, is to have all of that information at the front counter. It synchronizes automatically with a management system, so there is no data entry that needs to be done or anything like that. We, we just turn it on. Within two hours, you can start printing out the reports. And the reason why I say two hours is it could be as short as half an hour, depending on the size of your database and how long it takes to synchronize with a management system. If you want multi-user, meaning you have more than one service writer, Multi-user is another 50 bucks, right? And it's unlimited, and you can put it on all the workstations for all the techs so that they can have the same conclusions. If the CRM is added, the customer retention marketing, it's another $99. And that's it. So the, and the websites are $200 a month, and that is unlimited support and customizations. So, yeah, I mean, well, me, it, it's, I was, that's even lower than minimum wage. <laughs> Well, for that kind of, you know, what uh, what I like to tell people is you you take the the cost. Let's say if it's costing four hundred dollars a month, and you're doing two hundred cars per per month, 
Right. Well, okay. So you have a cost of $2 per repair order for all of the intelligence and marketing that can transform your business. So then you look at yourself and you say, wait a minute, you know, I, I'm averaging uh, two hours per repair order. So if I add $1 to my labor rate, it pays for all my marketing? And the answer is, yep. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, I like the, the thought of, of that customer and, and having, you know, you made some exam had some examples there of shops that by your point, you know, by recommendation, they, they have to be recommended there and they don't just walk in. That's, uh, you know, when shops get to that point, th- that's that's good business. Yeah, well, um, there's nothing like like the squ- a square deal, you know, and uh, if I come to you, Richard, and you treat me like that with 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 accuracy and uh, care, I'm in. I, I love my car, you know, I'll, I'll <laughs> take care of it. I'll, I'll but I don't buy what mechanics tell me unless it comes through, you know, because I, sometimes I break down in areas I don't know. And there I am, like the consumer, and I'm distrusting. I need what? <laughs> yeah, I, absolutely. And, you know, and that's that's one of the things that I see that service intelligence really, really could help with. So, yeah, I, you know, George, like I said, we, we've just barely skimmed the surface of what SI Auto Pro offers to the auto industry. I appreciate and I'm thankful for for you seeing the deficiencies in the way shop owners were were operating and being able to provide a service to them that that can help improve their their bottom line. I mean, and their relationship with their customers. I, it's a looks to me like a very valuable piece uh, piece of of information that you can provide so you know again i thank you for your time uh i don't want to keep you on here i know your time is valuable uh but oh i appreciate this very much richard let me just finish by saying that the the objective is to own a business and i'm speaking from the you know owning the shop and i know like like both of us have and that is that there is a certain quality of life that as a result of the commitment and the effort and the investment that we have made and the service that we provide our community, for heaven's sake, you know, we are entitled to a 20% net profit. That's after paying a salary for the job we perform in our business. My background is in accounting also, actually, but what I mean by this is sometimes owners don't pay themselves and say, oh, look, I'm making 20%. I say, no, you're not. Pay yourself a pay. How much would you cost, you know, if you had to buy your, your time in the open market? Well, at least, I don't know, 60000 a year. I say, okay, deduct that from your profit. How much is your net profit now? Oh, 15%. <laughs> well, how much is your rent? Oh, I don't pay rent because I own the building. No, hold on. How much is the rent for the building? 3000 a month. Okay, deduct that from your profit. Where are you at now? The average is around 4 to 5%. As an average, which is why the industry is getting killed, what's happened is that the vehicle owners, excuse me, the shop owners become employees that don't get paid in their business and and they're subsidizing it. So this has created this race to the bottom. And so I say the reason why these things are important, yeah, we want to be better. Yes, we want to grow our business. But what we really want is to have better quality of life as business owners and have a, a business that grows holistically and organically, you know, because your customers are the ones that bring you ever, uh, more customers. And you'll find that marketing is optional when you're doing right by the customer. 
Anyway, thank you, Richard, for having me. Thank you. Thank you, George. And I appreciate it. And, you know, hopefully we'll touch base again in the future and, and bring some more information to our listeners. Happy to do it. We can talk about CRM the next time. All right. That would be great, George. Thank you. Have a good day. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Technician Academy's podcast series, brought to you by Premium Guard Filters and Extend Performance. Be sure to rate us on iTunes and Google Play and visit us online at technician.academy. We are also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Help us spread our Respect is Learn message by liking and sharing our content on your social media pages. Technician.academy, where respect is learned.